Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Well, good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're, We're lost, lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. I'm J.P. Russell, and I'm joined, as always, by a man who's not a bore to be around, Adam Busher. <laughs> like, I don't know how to react to that. <laughs> that yeah, I'm here. Hi, I'm Adam. Um, I want to boo you, but like, also at the same time, that's a joke I'd make. So, uh, so Adam, uh, I had a I had a really interesting um, advertising meeting recently. What? When we were recording our last episode, I was having a whole bunch of uh, issues at my house and a whole bunch of other things going on and um, was having a lot of problems finding a quiet place to record. So I was like in a panic because it was right before we were going to record the episode. And then I was like, shit, where am I going to go? I have no place quiet. And then I was like, oh, there's a hotel right down the street from my house. And I have all these Hilton points and I can use these and it'll be a nice quiet space. And, right. you know, a lot of a lot of wheeling and dealing happening in in uh in I mean, hotels it's the fast-paced world of advertising <laughs> right and so i uh i did a little bit of sort of social media sort of underground marketing and uh as i was carrying all my podcasting gear up to the up to the hotel room uh the other people i was sharing the elevator with were like you podcasting i was like yeah listen to lost on lost <laughs> <laughs> so basically i mean it's starting it's we're going now baby that's, that's how it starts that's a grassroots movement right there oh i did see a small spike in our analytics um so i it, it there's a better than even chance that it worked oh i was just gonna say i think it's funny jp that if you see a white man in the wild with a microphone everyone assumes it's a podcast <laughs> no, I'm I work for NPR. Um today we're talking about Outlaws, the 16th episode of season 1 and the 16th episode overall. Outlaws centers around everyone's best drinking buddy James Sawyer Ford. Outlaws takes place on the 29th through 31st days after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Adam, do you have a recap for us? I do have a recap, JP. Let's do it. Have you seen this boy? At Survivor Beach, James Sawyer Ford is under siege by the very force of nature that everyone else so desperately wants to eat. A wild boar destroys Sawyer's tent and leads him on a wild chase through the jungle. Along the way, Kate Austin and John Locke lend a hand. Sort of. <laughs> Elsewhere, Charlie Pace deals with the emotional fallout of the cold-blooded and ill-advised murder of Ethan Rom. Mm -hmm. Hugo Reyes enlist enlists ex-soldier Saeed Girard to help the bassist-slash-backup singer cope with the... <laughs> cope with having taken a life and in the before times we see the tragic genesis of young james ford into the man they call sawyer between kylo and hibbs sawyer sure knows a lot of dudes with dumb names <laughs> <laughs> exactly how many killers were on the f on flight 815 i feel like four is at least four too many <laughs> ptsd more like ptsd's nuts it's us uh, here on lost on lost <laughs> there it is how did it take us this long to have a solid d's nuts in the intro oh my god jp yeah we have a guest what and no i want to welcome i want to welcome to the show a good friend of ours from way back in the day jake mandel hi friends Welcome hey. to the show, Jake. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for signing the NDA. Thanks for oh, yeah. you know, absolutely agreeing to take SAG rates. Hey, man, that's and more income than I'm used to, so I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the three of us met uh, in college, so we've known each mm -hmm. other for, for a good long while. If you don't mind me interrupting, I actually have a statement sure. that I want to yeah. make. Is this a statement or a manifesto? No, this is just a short statement. Okay. Um, <laughs> So it's kind of like a, uh, it must be an amends or, so, or something. I don't, I mean, back in the day, you know, every once in a while we might hit up the bars in Oshkosh, something like that. I, mm -hmm. I might have a little bit of a hazy memory of a certain events 
So sure. I'm not sure what I did to hurt one of you guys. I don't know if I said something. I don't know if there was uh, something I did that I don't remember, but I get you're punishing me now by giving me a Sawyer and Kate team up episode. So I, I'm sorry. Whatever it was, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever you did do, it can't be any worse than whatever Busher did to convince me to be the co-host of this podcast. So, <laughs> and uh, and whatever it was, I was probably I was probably blacked out, so I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> I just it must be something. So <laughs> it's got to be something. Some sort of karmic repercussion is happening here. Certainly, absolutely. What, uh, why don't we talk a little bit, Jake, about your uh, your history with Lost? Um, did you watch Lost when it first aired back in uh, 2004 through 2010-ish? Yes. Yeah, so um, I was in high school for when it first started. And this was a time that we didn't really watch a lot of TV during the week just because we had things going on or whatever. But I remember we would get DVDs from the library. Mm -hmm. Like when the full season was done, we'd get the whole pack of DVDs sent sure. in and then we would just like binge watch it. Once I was in college, I caught up and I started watching it and I watched the whole show. I was definitely in on the like, whoa, what's going on? What's all this lore? Trying to figure things like I wasn't on message boards or whatever, but I was definitely into the whole show all the way through and um, without getting into the end and everything like I, I thought it was pretty good the whole way like it definitely hooked me the whole way for sure, sure so sure. you guys want to get into some laws yeah yeah let's do it let's oh yeah do, let's do it let's fucking go outlaws originally aired on February 16th 2005 it was written by Drew Goddard and directed by Jack Bender uh, Drew Goddard is currently set to write a film called Robopocalypse, which I assume is written in big, bold letters on Mark Zuckerberg's whiteboard. Uh, and Jack <laughs> Bender directed the made-for-TV movie Tricks of the Trade, which is also the name of my juggling autobiography. Uh, <laughs> we open, as we do on this fucking show, with an eye. Take a shot. That's what I wrote down. Uh, that was my note, because you uh, had mentioned in the past... That if this happens again, you're going to take a shot. <laughs> and then immediately from there, I got to ask, hey, Drew Goddard, you doing all right? <laughs> My first note is, Jesus Christ, that's some heavy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like this got done, and I was like, I I was I thought to my I paused it when the first scene ended, and I was like, I'm prepared to forgive and apologize for every terrible thing I've ever said about Sawyer because yeah. holy fuck is this it's man really damn bad. <laughs> Do you guys remember what what time the show was on? Like, did this just come on after some sitcom or some shit? And like, people are like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Um. Very well done, very short scene. I mean, if it had gone on anymore, man. Yeah, it was crazy. If this is a horror movie that you see the blood start to drip through the mattress type yeah. of thing. Like, and right. I'm so glad that that didn't happen because this was horrifying enough. <laughs> the guy had some nice boots, though. He did have some yeah. nice boots. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> but yeah, just to just to I guess summarize. Um, yeah, we we start in a flashback. Um, Sawyer's childhood. Immediately, we hear someone banging on a door, um, screaming, uh, and his mom waking him up, saying, "He's here. You gotta hide. I love you." She go. She hides him under the bed. She goes to meet whoever the attacker is. We hear a gunshot. Mm -hmm. We see the assailant walk into the room, sit down on the bed, and we hear another gunshot. I don't want to make goofs about this, guys. This is a really dark fucking scene. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any jokes. I have no, I'm fucking, like, That's what I said to my wife last night when <laughs> we were you. watching it. <laughs> I said, I was like, well, this is going to be a fun show to joke about because <laughs> it's pretty much, I mean, it got, definitely gets better, but yeah, yeah, yeah but it's this episode of television pretty pretty nuts yeah yeah pretty bleak yeah we cut uh we cut back to the present to the beach um a place we're all familiar with we all love <laughs> jimmy buffett loves it we love it our audience loves it everybody loves the fucking beach sawyer uh is he is he sleeping or does he get yeah woken up? he kind of wakes up out of a out of a, a nightmare yeah. cold sweats sort of situation and there's something in his tent probably claire <laughs> Something. I was going to say, is it Kate? Finally? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a boar. It's a boar. It's rummaging around his shit. This is a camping. They don't keep stuff in your tent that no. animals are going to come after. 
That's Never. why you, you cache that stuff away from the sleeping area. So that way, you know, a boar doesn't come in and ransack your tent and steal your tarp. As you've pointed out many times, there's fucking polar bears like roaming around and they just <laughs> right. recently got in a fight with one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> right. And like in the world of camping and backpacking, there's literally something called a bear bag. So like <laughs> it's the idea of keeping your food away from bears. Yeah. There are bears on this island. You should be bear bagging all your Everything. shit. All yes. All the time. All the time. He chases the boar out into the woods. Uh, no shirt, no shoes. He's, he's dehydrated, so you know he's looking good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, for a guy running in sand, though, he is booking it, man. Yeah. He's pretty hot in this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like I kind of forgot, because I've been listening to your podcast, and I'm like, man, Sawyer really sucks. Like, what? <laughs> right. what is redeeming about And then I'm like... Okay, I kind of get it a little bit now. Like he's like, pretty. Oh hot yeah, in this he's episode. the hot bad boy. That's what. Yeah. It is. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Jack, and I was like, "Ugh, I don't know, man. Like, what is going on with him?" Because <laughs> I remember him being a lot dreamier, and I right? was just like, "What is going on right now?" Jack. Jack always looks like he hasn't slept in a month. He's he's sweating, and he's out of breath, and he's pale. And <laughs> Yeah, Sawyer so, so runs after that uh, that there boar, and while he's in the jungle, he hears he's hearing some whispers. Yeah, this is not the first time we've heard people hearing the whispers on Correct. the podcast. We yeah. still have no clue as to what right. it is. I think it's really effective. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. It, it sets the tone for like the spookiness of the jungle for sure. Guys, I don't I don't want to set the episode up on a weird tone here going forward, but I need to talk about cinematography right now. Yay. (laughs) We end this sequence right before the cold open on a jib shot of Sawyer, right? It's above Mm -hmm. him. They're rotating the camera 360 degrees. They bring the jib down. They get past his eye line. They push into like like a low angle close up. It's a great shot. I've mm-hmm. had to do that type, not that exact same shot, but the same idea of a shot, doing it with a single person jib, with a dual operated jib. It is a difficult shot. The entire shot is executed perfectly and is in focus the whole time. The rest of the close-ups in this entire fucking episode are out of focus. I don't understand what's going on. They nailed the hardest fucking shot. Did... did the one guy who can pull focus is like, I got the one in the can. I'm going to lunch. See ya. They all high fived and said, Let's go to the bar. We're we're done. You guys, no. you just take care of it. You finish <laughs> it up. You finish it up. We're done here. All right, I got that out of my system now. Thank you. I mean, but you're you're at 100 right. That was a very cool shot. And like yeah. when when it was happening, I was just like, All right, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the next scene is the next morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sawyer's cleaning up his tent. The, the thing has just been like totally, totally gone through. His stuff's all over the place. And like, okay, hey, I don't know where Saeed got is where he's doing his laundry or where he got this shirt. But this yeah. shirt is just like <laughs> sterling white. <laughs> it is. It's, yeah. <laughs> but but he, Sawyer comes up and he just starts just just starts needling him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Saeed looks like he's going to go somewhere nice, like he's going out to dinner or something. <laughs> he's going to the club. Right. As soon as he gets done talking to Sawyer, he's going to go to his tent, put a like nice silk button up on yep. over that crisp white tank. No, he yeah. looks great. Yeah, oh but God. he's he's just, he's letting Sawyer have it. He's like, I thought, you know, the boar left this area, so apparently, apparently didn't. And he took your tarp. Um, why would it, you know, do you want to go camping? And he... He he asked him, "Are you enjoying yourself?" And Saeed just straight up is like, "Yeah, yes, yes, I very much so." <laughs> yeah, no, I like that scene. That was a good scene. He's funny. It was nice. There's, again, Saeed is just the best. The, the two of them, uh, Sawyer and Saeed, they have this very antagonistic dynamic. But this scene proves that you can be antagonistic and still have chemistry. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, this scene mm-hmm. was just like a lot of fun. With the two yeah. of them, and it's like, because then it even it even continues on as you know, sort of basically tells him to fuck off, and he calls him Muhammad. Uh, <sighs> yeah, boo, couldn't make it five minutes. <laughs> Uh, but then he, so like, then he real, you know, this is Sawyer, bra- his brain kicks in. He's like, oh, Saeed might have something I could use. And so then he says, hey, Saeed, 
And then he tries to, he asks him, he's like, what did you hear? You said that you were out in the jungle when you were being chased by the French woman or whatever. You said you heard mm -hmm. something. And Saeed, with absolutely no reason to lie, tells him. It's like, uh, JP, when you were talking about, like, when Jack saw his dead dad and never tells anybody. This is the opposite <laughs> of that. Saeed's like, yeah, right. I heard weird whispers in the in the jungle, and I'll tell anybody who, who asks. <laughs> Jack saw his dead dad in the jungle and then didn't believe anybody else when they had supernatural encounters, you know? like. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so we cut to a flashback um, and Sawyer's with a lady in what mm -hmm. we find out very quickly is a hotel room. Mm -hmm. And they're uh, they're about to have relations out of wedlock. Unbelievable. There's like, there are no morals left in this country. And just like every time <laughs> I've tried to lose my virginity, Robert Patrick was in the room. <laughs> Ugh. That's too bad. That's really a shame. Yeah, Robert Patrick's there. He just yeah, kind of, he's like, rocking. hey, before this gets really awkward, flips on the light. Hey, I'm I'm also here. I was I didn't think he was going to have somebody with him. But I still wanted the light off. Yeah. <laughs> this dude is named Hibbs. H-I-B-B-S. Sawyer chases this girl, uh, this woman out of the room. Uh, says, just go to the bar. I'll be right back, baby. Don't worry. And like, um, yeah. And then as soon as she's out of the room, he just like. Bam. Throws Robert Patrick up against the wall. What did he say? He's like, uh, I'm, I'm pretty surprised to see you because I thought I said the last time I saw you that if I ever saw you again, I'd kill you. And he's like, yeah, that's that's why I'm here to try and sort of settle settle the score between the two of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something about a Tampa job. The old Tampa job. Sawyer is like, how are you going to make up for whatever happened in Tampa? Hibbs, ha uh, he's got, I he, he tells Sawyer that he has information on the OG Sawyer. The, the man from the 70s who killed uh, or who caused who ran the grift that caused Sawyer's dad to kill his mom and then himself. Here's the thing. When he pulls out that manila envelope from like the back of his waistband, like it was, you know, like this is a full size, like eight and a half by 11 manila envelope. <laughs> I can't put this in a pocket. And he pulls it out from like his <laughs> his waistband. But he was just sitting down. Were you sitting on the envelope? His hammer space. It's like a cartoon. He just like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he um, is like, here, here's here's the info on uh, the guy that ruined your life and yep. whose name you've taken that you've been searching for all these years. He's a dude named Frank Duckett. Used to go by Frank Sawyer. Here's all the information on him. Does he tell him? Is this the part where he tells him that he's in? Australia running. Yeah, up. well, he mentions that the guy who gave him the information is in Sydney. That's that's what it was. Yeah, and we we see the picture of the guy, and we on the podcast know that ain't him. That ain't that guy. <laughs> no, that ain't that guy. So, <laughs> um, we cut back to the jungle. Kate is yeah. turning a gun to Jack, uh, and they have a brief conversation Boo. about get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is Jack's this conversation first appearance. Sucks. Yeah, it's so dumb. Like. They talk about getting Sawyer's gun back. Um, He's just like <sighs> unloading the rounds into the briefcase. I'm like, why are you doing that? Stop. I hate I hate the whole thing. Like the, the guns under the rock. Like it's just everything. It's just he's just the worst. But yeah, so the, the yeah, the whole the whole conversation is dumb and the whole like it's all stupid. Sawyer's got a gun. Kate's like, I can get it from him. And he's like, no, I don't want you to owe him. She's like, I'll 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 get the I'll get your gun. Pop pop. Yeah. Um, that's it. Stupid. Uh, cave. Okay. Really quick. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is Charlie trying to make? <laughs> Does anyone have any guess what the fuck this junkie is trying to make? I thought it's like some sort of radio or something. Okay. So like it, it looked like wires and a piece of like plain wall maybe or like a piece of scrap metal of something <laughs> there's like a golf club head that he's shoving into like a cavity in the piece of metal and i'm like "Ooh, is this like a are you making like a like some sort of spring-loaded device or something and then he's just like wrapping cable around it but can't seem to get the cable around it that's all i could focus on in this scene was what the fuck charlie's trying to do like charlie's thinking to herself he's like well on Gil gilligan's island they were always making shit <laughs> <laughs> i don't have anything to do today so yeah. I'm just going to tie some stuff together that I found. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Claire. I can't go on a nice walk with you. I have to tie this fucking piece of wire to this piece of metal. 
<laughs> but he's like, he's like, ah, yes, I'm the professor from Gilligan's Island now. <laughs> yeah, this this very sweet pregnant woman who he has had a crush on basically since he met her. Uh, yeah. What like. 15 days ago, who was only just recently returned to the camp and he was very worried about. Yeah, the wire sh- scrap metal projects are way more important. <laughs> Let's see. We cut to um, Sawyer uh, in the jungle looking for mm-hmm. his tarp. Which he locates. Yeah. Finds his tarp and he, he hears them whispers again. Yep. And the whispers have now the lines. <laughs> um, yeah. It'll, it'll come back around. It'll come back around. It'll come yeah. back around. So, so now instead of it just being this sort of amorphous, no content noise whispers, now it's starting to like carry meaning. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the boar attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Comes running at... Dude, boars are no joke though. Like... Dude. I know people live down south that they're like, fuck them things. They'll... Yeah. They're, uh, they're not great if they... Uh, are acting aggressive. Yeah. And yeah, the boar uh the boar knocks him over but then keeps running and he ends up in a pile of mud. Oh, and then we get our classic sort of catchphrase. Son of a bitch. Is Is that his catchphrase? Yeah. He he's like the only person on the island who says son of a bitch and he says it like in every episode he's in. You didn't you haven't you haven't picked up on that yet? No. Does everyone have a catchphrase? What's what's uh Kate's catchphrase? Um, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where's Jack? <laughs> like, I, I think I made this joke before, but like, <laughs> Kate's catchphrase, if I were writing it, would be like, are you boys fighting over little old me? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, cut to the beach. Yeah, cut, cut to the beach. Kate is talking to Sawyer. Sawyer's back at his tent. He's trying to fix the tarp, uh, but he's covered in mud or whatever, and he's all, oh no, he's packing. He's he's. Putting together yeah, he's his, gonna go his, kill the boar. Yeah, he's putting together his uh, hunting kit to go find and kill the boar. Uh, he's looking for some revenge. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird and childish to be like, I need to take revenge on an animal. Yeah. Like, okay, whatever. It's, but it's real weird. Which uh, which Kate kind of says like that's sort of like the content content here is like Kate's like that's just a boar. Like that's not right. like it's not attacking you. Like th- why are you taking this so personally? This is really weird. Why are you being weird? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and Kate seemingly overnight at least for us in the podcast becomes a boar expert. I don't remember exactly like what her area that she lived in like before she blew the house up and everything. Was that like in <laughs> Texas or some shit like Right. It's yeah, somewhere. I, I don't know why she's like what I'm getting a little ahead of myself but when they start to like actually track on track the boar and she's like suddenly like a fucking like boar expert yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. like what is happening? Well, and that's 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 Kate, though. You know, in the first episode, or she's like, I don't know how to work a gun. And then a few episodes later when they're like, oh, we need to divvy up the party and get these guns in people's hands. They're like, oh, give one to Kate. You know, like, yeah. oh, Kate, Kate doesn't know how to survive. That's John Locke's thing. But all of a sudden she's like, oh, no, I'm an expert tracker. Like, right. I, that's not a problem. Like, maybe when she was maybe when she was on the run from the U.S. Marshal, she had to hunt her own food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the come and go. Uh, we'll cut back to a flashback, real brief one. Um, yeah. Uh, Sawyer, Sawyer's made it to Sydney. Oh, is this the gun dealer? Yeah. 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 He, he, yeah he meets this guy. The gun dealer who, like, has a yeah. conscious. Like, I got to talk about this dude. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. This, this fucking guy. Okay. <laughs> Your one job sell the gun. Shut the fuck up about, like, you gotta, like, look the man in the eye before you pull the tree. Like, number one, you don't know who you're talking to, dude. You could be talking to, like, a fucking assassin who's, like, right. murdering people on the regular. Yeah, right. Like, Sawyer could be like, yeah, I fucking know. And you're next, dude. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, and then, so that was my one, number one problem with him is just, like, just do the deal. Right. I don't need to hear, like, this whole thing. And then the second, this and JP, you'll love like the firearm safety discipline in this scene is oh, yeah. ridiculously terrible. And yeah, <laughs> it's like they should have both been shot like three times. The fact that he <laughs> he holds, he's like, I better load this revolver first before I give it to him. That's the first thing I gotta do. Yeah. And then the second thing is, I absolutely have to hold hand it to him so the barrel's pointing right at my chest. Yeah. And like 
maybe I can like, and then, and then let's all finger the trigger for like five minutes while we talk. <laughs> He's like, Hey, I know a lot of, I know a lot of, uh, you know, illegal arms dealers don't give you the bullets in the gun, but look, look the extra mile I go for the customer service here. Okay. Give me a good review on the black market Yelp or fucking whatever. Like, just stop. The, and the whole thing about, like, and, and, and the fact that he's like, a compact 357, uh, you're not looking to score or steal. And I'm like, wait, you're now giving, like, persona traits to the firearm? Like, what? Yeah, that was weird. Okay, yeah, the, like, there was a litany of, like, goofy-ass shit in this scene. Uh, and the two of you know more about firearms than i do but i'm not a noob when it comes to guns yeah um that's nowhere near the scariest looking gun i've ever seen in my life no like that's not even remotely close <laughs> to the scariest looking handgun i've ever seen in my life like yeah it'd be one thing if he was handing him like a you know a tac 50 sniper rifle like <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah man man who buys a sniper rifle is not looking to scare or steal somebody he's looking to shoot the asshole out of a fly from 500 yards like <laughs> yeah flamethrower you're looking to take someone out real quiet aren't you yeah <laughs> man who buys a compact 357 is looking for a gun to put in his pocket because that's where it will fit yeah <laughs> Exactly. Just shut the fuck up and give me the gun, dude. Like, come on. You also just told him that, like, you can't legally carry concealed firearms, so he asked you for a compact gun. (sighs) Like, yeah, that's it. Right, and he's like, he says something about citizens can't carry guns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm really glad the scene was there because I love that guy, but, (laughs) man, it's so dumb. It's so stupid. (laughs) It's very bad. Uh yeah, but if if people don't know uh, out there in La- in the wild and don't know about the Port Arthur massacre um, of 1996, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the reason why Australia doesn't allow their citizens to carry uh, stuff like a compact 357. You can still yeah. own like rifles for like hunting and, and hunting, protecting yeah, out of right. a sheep station, but there's no semi-autos, there's no handguns and all this stuff. Um, right. And it's because there was this huge massacre, uh, and then their federal government was like, "Uh, you, we're taking your toys away." <laughs> Yeah, and they they've had very few mass shootings since, since then. Um, <laughs> so you know, correlation, causation. I'm not gonna. You can still kill a wallaby if you really need to. You just or a kangaroo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And and but but you got to look them in the eye. And if you f- realize that you can't, <laughs> um, no refunds. <laughs> then no refunds. <laughs> this the. I can't sell a used uh. gun. Um. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like what the fuck? <laughs> cut to cut to another scene that's just bothering the fuck out of me. Hurley and Charlie burying Ethan. Uh, um, yeah. I was thinking to myself, um the thing that the only thing that is established here is that uh Hurley realizes that Charlie's probably not doing well. Yeah. Um, but if you uh find a way to put that into an already existing scene and cut this scene, I guess the episode's 3 minutes too short, so yeah. that's why you have to leave it in. <laughs> right. All this shit felt like filler. Like everything um, that wasn't Sawyer and Kate and the boar and the flashbacks, it was just like, well, we had a big thing happen last episode. We should have somebody talk about it, I guess. But right. it just all felt like filler yeah. to me. Instead of putting yeah. the Denimois of that story in that episode, we're doing it here. <laughs> uh, also, they're burying Ethan with his shoes still on. Listen, like limited resources. Take the man's shoes. Take his clothes. Right. Take take all the shit, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if Sawyer was there, he would have. Ethan would have been nude. They would, yeah. He wouldn't even have buried him in that tarp because Sawyer needs a backup tarp. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have taken his hand. He'd be like, this is a good hand. It's a fake-ass hand when they yeah. first, in the wide shot, when they drop him down, it's real rigid like a mannequin. Yeah. Uh, uh, cut to the beach. Um, yeah. Basically just following Hurley directly from the burial. Yeah. Um, he gets over to Saeed. Uh, it talks to, talks to him. <laughs> Did you get golf horror syndrome? Uh, that was the other guys. <laughs> yeah, this was funny. I... I, I take it back. Uh, this was good. Hurley expressing an actual concern about his friend Charlie. Uh, yeah. And Saeed being Saeed, 100% ready to help and ready to, like, do what he can. So, like, yeah, he's like, you know, thank, you're right. Good call coming to me because I am a soldier. I probably have dealt with PTSD. Like, you, Hurley's right on the nose here. Like Again, Hurley's an empath and he's he's actually looking out for people's, like, mental and emotional well-being. So. Yeah. Yeah. Jungle. Kate's 
busting his balls for not knowing how to track. And this is what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. W- when did Kate become an expert? You fought, you followed Boone, uh, a rock slide, uh, yourself. Um, <laughs> how did she yeah. become like, how did she become know. an expert? W- why is he like, maybe, whatever. maybe we see her spend a bunch of time with Locke. At the, I, that would be the only thing. Like if it's in a, an a episode before this or yeah, something maybe. like that, where she's spending a lot of time with him. But like, if this is the one and only instance where it's like, Oh yeah, Kate's an expert tracker. That's some shitty fucking writing. She must have hunted with her dad or something. Something I don't know. We I, maybe maybe we just don't know enough about Kate. Uh, There'll be some some throwaway line like I know all about tracking. I used to fish. Um, <laughs> so so she's basically like, hey, I'll help you fucking find this boar, but I want card whatever. Punch. Yeah, I want whatever I want, whatever I want out of your stash. Good job on flipping Jack's assumptions on their head, I guess, because he was worried yeah. about Sawyer, uh, Kate owing Sawyer something, but she found a way to weasel out of that, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. Whatever. So now we get to a scene that, like, I don't know how you guys feel. I actually kind of like this scene quite a bit. I was a little confused at the beginning because I forgot that the game was called I, or that some people call it I Never. Oh, sure. Because when I played this game in college, we called it Never Have I Ever, which is the same thing. When you played it, it was called Mr. Busher, Please Approach the Bench. Uh, (laughs) I didn't like it at the beginning, but it warmed on me. And in the end, I thought it was good. It was a good scene in the end. I I thought he was kind of creepy at the beginning. And like, I was like, oh, man, is he going to try to like make a move on her? This feels gross. But then like as it went and then I was like, oh, they're actually more equals in this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty cool, actually. It was good. Definitely comes off that way, like 100%, Jake. I was the same way where I'm like, oh, this is really gross. He's going to try to get her drunk. But by the end of it, you realize this was all leading up to I've never killed a man. That's yeah. what he wants to know. Yeah. Has she killed someone? Because mm-hmm. that's what he suspects. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's a scene, like it's a longer scene, especially compared yeah. to a lot of the scenes we get in mm-hmm. the show. And it gave two actors time to be in character um, and not just deliver plot information. Yeah. I, I really appreciate it. Just like, let them just yeah. have five minutes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think the episode would have been better if it was just them together that whole time. And you could have, you know, built that relationship out sure. even more. Maybe, totally. Instead yeah. of the other stuff with Charlie and all those guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, keep the flashbacks, keep the lock scene because that shit is great. <laughs> that we're going to talk about. Yes. Yes. We'll get to that in just a second. Just a moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I like this scene a lot too. Um, uh, Sawyer's a Republican. Go figure. Um, yeah. <laughs> back when it was cute to be. Yeah. yeah back, back when it was like, Oh, you, you rascal. Uh, Sawyer has the same dream again, but yeah. instead of boots coming in the door, it's a boar. Yeah. I don't know. His dad becomes the boar. Um, and I yeah. mean, who hasn't had that dream? Um, yeah. <laughs> I have a dream all the time where Busher, you turn into a boar, but it's like a, like a real sexy boar. Yeah. Like a, like, yes. a, like with like a gold chain, like some good cologne. Yeah, of course. Obviously oh, yeah. gold chain. Ooh. <laughs> So <laughs> uh, snaps awake. It's the morning. It's the jungle. Um, <laughs> it's this part made me laugh because you guys, you guys have gone camping before, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He he wakes up and it is like goddamn ten or eleven in the morning. It's so bright out. <laughs> yeah. If, if I go camping, I wake up at like five. Like as soon as the sun is up, I'm like yeah. in my tent, going shit. I'm awake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. exactly. There's no way he slept through that. Yeah, and he's sweating like he just ran a 5k like I get it he's he's, in his dream he's reliving something terrible but like man and he's hung over he had two airplane shooters of probably rum and scotch (laughs) (laughs) well we find out later that he can drink a lot more than that so yeah yeah Yeah, all of his shit is trashed yeah but Kate's is fine Kate's is fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Specifically, the boar came to fuck with his stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just chopping on laugh some fruit. Out loud. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's going on? Don't shoot. Like um, <laughs> you know, just 
like the the eating the eating fruit thing is like the most casual nonchalant thing that like a person <laughs> can do <laughs> so like for him to just be yeah. munching on this mango or whatever as he walks up i'm just like fuck man it's just another instance of like Locke is living his best life oh, on this island like, he could not be happier <laughs> and he brings coffee yeah. yeah he was just out scavenging looking for uh Looking for stuff from the plane, he found uh, found some couple of bags, uh, you know, whatever, and, and a couple of bags of coffee. He starts brewing it up. They had a coffee pot with him, <laughs> or yeah. found a coffee pot along the way. But he got some more metal for Charlie. He's gonna bring <laughs> back to him piece of the plane. That's what Charlie's trying to make. He's trying to make a Mister Coffee. So like, you don't have to like hold over a fire. He's trying to make one, so you can just plug that shit in. Yeah, yeah. good call. So they just, they have some coffee. They they talk a little bit. He tells a really depressing fucked up story about his sister dying that story yeah. is so crazy and the way he delivers it is so funny <laughs> it is yeah like he's like it talks about the uh, his mom uh, getting really depressed after his sister's dying and then like a golden retriever showing up and like just being there and like this really like obvious parallel to whatever Sawyer's going through and then they get to the end what does Kate say is like oh and then the dog was your sister and he's like well that would be silly <laughs> <laughs> the, hey, just like in the fucking plot of Airbud, there's no rule that says dog can't play basketball. There's no rule that says dog can't be sister. Okay. <laughs> this story, I'm pretty sure, is bullshit. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, I like it's a hundred percent bullshit because if nothing else, we know that so, uh, Locke was brought up in a foster home. He didn't yeah. Grow up with his mom, like. This is all well, he said. Like, he said he said um, it was his foster mom. Did he, did he say foster point, mom? He goes, did he? Oh, yeah, okay. he does. Okay. But he's also mentioned his sister before, hasn't he? I, or his I sister's I, been made mention well, maybe, of? So maybe he's bouncing around between different families, and this is one of the families. But maybe. he did oh, have maybe. like a longer relationship with them with the mom because he says like the dog stayed with them for five years or something. Yeah, like okay. That. I don't yeah. know. It's all very confusing, but it just made me laugh that he's passing coffee out and he's like, yeah. And then my sister, you know, she fell on her neck and she died. And here's your coffee. <laughs> I'm the Kate. fucking monkey bars. <laughs> Dude, let me have my coffee first. Come right? on. Like, man. Not. Shit is fucking heavy. <laughs> Drew Goddard. Are you doing okay, man? She yeah. could have just died, man. It fell off the fucking monkey bars and snapped her neck. That's, dark shit man yeah i mean here in 2022 that that's called trauma dumping and you gotta ask before you start doing that yeah (laughs) (laughs) cut to a flashback yep this is a longer flashback yeah with fucked up color temperature anyways um (laughs) sawyer heads out to the shrimp truck sweet shrimp sweet shrimp just a little continuity thing he has the same bruised uh blackened fingernails that he has on the island in real time those must be real world like <laughs> bruised fingernail beds. Anyway, yeah, he, uh, he this is this is the dude. This is supposed to be the dude. This is Frank Duckett. Yeah. He he goes over there, orders up a shrimp, spicy, spicy. There's a moment. There's a very easy moment there where Duckett, like, okay, a Duckett's completely unaware, regardless if he was looking right at him. But like, he turns his back away to go finish preparing the shrimp. This was would have been the perfect opportunity for sure to do it, and he can't. There's a lot of tension in this scene. It's yeah. like, will he? Won't he? Shoot him? Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was good. But that's really all that happens. <laughs> Once uh, Sawyer decides he's not going to kill this dude, he goes to a bar. The The bartender wants to cut him off. Like, he's apparently been there for a little bit, whatever. Um, tells him to fuck off. Um, yeah, they are not nice to that guy. No. He's uh, working the day shift at a bar. Leave him alone. <laughs> there, yeah. There's another American in the bar. Uh, says something like, hey, I'm dry. Like, I hate to impose, whatever. <laughs> Who is it? Christian motherfucking shepherd <laughs> christian liquid lunch shepherd he is in a rough shape like yeah they did some really good makeup or whatever but like his his face is splotchy and red um he's disheveled unshaven like he looks like he's days into a bender yeah i liked this scene he looked pretty gross um they they do the thing that lots of times in movies or television shows that you, they do where like the amount of drinking they do is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. are knocking back shots of scotch or, or bourbon think, yeah, or whatever. Scotch, yeah. I think it's scotch. Yeah. It's like black label or something. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm, I'm like, dude, 
just pour it some in a glass. Put an ice cube in there, man. Enjoy. Like, does not affect them at all. No. No. They're able to completely have a conversation. Like, no. they just, it's ridiculous how much yeah. they drink in this scene. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they both have, what, like, <laughs> three, four shots in the space of about five minutes. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, the scene's like four minutes long. <laughs> yeah. And Christian's already been drinking. Like, right. I mean, granted, he's a pro, but like, yep. fuck, yeah. <laughs> There was a uh, it, it you know we've seen Sawyer smoke on the island but it was mm-hmm. it was just jarring to see someone smoking indoors at a bar you yeah know? I was like oh shit oh, yeah, yeah I forgot we used to do that all we used the to time do that all the time <laughs> we oh, all yeah. smelled like ashtrays all the time yeah um, but uh, John Terry the actor for for whatever the the content or the substance is of this little monologue that he does feel however you want to about it but he sells the shit out of yeah. it you know what I mean mm-hmm. like yeah. he's he's good at just doing these little soliloquies of like, I'm just going to just dump some shit on another character. This was the shit I loved back in the day when these characters would show up in each other's flashbacks and stuff like that. I thought yeah. it was awesome. So yeah. Yeah. And like cool. it, it, it makes the web, it makes the, the, you know, it, the world is much smaller than we all think. So yeah, but they, they have a little conversation and um, Christian has a whole bunch of shit. People are meant to suffer. Uh, my son thinks I hate him. Rather, I have gratitude and pride for what he did. Mm-hmm. I could call him right now, but I'm weak. Mm-hmm. Um, you should go do what you need to do so you don't end up like me. It's it's. There's a lot of just sort of like heavy concepts where you're like, you're wasted, but you might be right. Well, and, and this goes back to uh, what Jake said earlier about the gun dealer. You don't know who you're talking to. You've just convinced a, convinced a man to commit murder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he thinks he's like getting him to like make up with his girlfriend or something like that. And he's like, you know what? That old fucking drunk was right. I gotta go fucking shoot this dude now. <laughs> I'm, I'm at four belts of Johnny Walker. I'm marching right back to that shrimp truck. And I'm blasting that fool with my compact 357. <laughs> I'm not robbing him. Yeah, what is it that you need to do? Oh, I need to go murder a stranger. Wait, what? No, no, don't do that. No, <laughs> you convinced me, Doc. <laughs> I'm waving you off. I'm going to take back all that shit I said. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Uh, but that, but that's what he does. He marches. He, yeah, he marches right back, right back the there, and he fucking ices that dude. Dude, <laughs> just murks him. Oh. Now... Uh, imagine it from the other guy's point of view because he just says his own name and then shoots him. Sawyer, what? what? <laughs> or are you back for your hot shrimp? You left this here earlier. <laughs> that would be like I I go to McDonald's and every time I want to order a Big Mac, I just yell JP at the JP. person. <laughs> like I thought that scene was pretty brutal, man. Like in the rain and everything, yeah. it was cool. And then, yep. and then when you get the reveal that he mm. was set up to do it, I thought yep. that was really good. That was yeah. pretty effective. So, Some, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, ooh, of course, of course, that's what it was. You know, yep. it wasn't that this guy was actually looking out for him. You know, yeah. so it was yeah. Good. Some real kind of cool noir type shit with the raid and then, yeah, mm-hmm. the betrayal. And then, yeah, finally, oh, man. Yeah, I dug it a lot. Like, yeah, it was brutal, but like, I was going to pay. I was going to pay like that. Like I was like, this guy's kind of a prick, but like, fuck, that's not, that's not a death sentence. <laughs> Josh Holloway's reaction to very quickly realizing he's been duped is, is quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come back to the Island. Yep. Charlie's, uh, splitting some coconuts, um, yep. peeling, peeling some coconuts, a uh, little, I don't know how many, if, if people know a lot about coconuts, but like the little Brown fuzzy thing, that's actually inside a much bigger rind. So that's what Charlie's doing. He's taking that, that huge rind off to get to the the brown it's like fuzzy green part. right yeah it's like the, a, the outside of a coconut yeah. is huge and green and so yeah you got to get that off to get to the to the nut it's like an avocado like i gotta get through all of that that um like weird green shit to get to the nice hard bit in the middle to that the i pit. like to exactly. Exactly. Yep. Okay. yeah <laughs> and then inside the inside the avocado pit you crack that open and there's a, a ferro rocher <laughs> Avocado milk. <laughs> Dude. Uh, Saeed comes up to talk to him. For broadcast TV, half-assed psychiatry, psychology, talk therapy, whatever, this is like a pretty nice thing for Saeed to yeah. have said. Like, right. They, they, you know, they talk back and forth. It's like, you know, you shot a guy like... And Charles is kind of an asshole about it. He's kind of indignant. Like, Right, but then, but then he asks him, he's like, 
you got any advice? And Saeed stands up and gets ready to walk away. And you get this idea, like, you should fucking deal with it. It's going to be the advice. But he says, You're not alone. Don't pretend to be. It tells him a story about when, when he killed someone and sort of how that affected him. Yeah. Most of us out here, at least I know the three of us uh, are, aren't murderers or anything, but like, um, but that, that bit of advice can be applied to a lot of stuff. A yeah. lot of trauma. Like, yeah. <laughs> We've all got shit, man. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, 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 I just kind of liked that because it also, not only was it well delivered by Navy and Andrews, but Charlie seemed receptive to it too. Like it sort of seemed to, you know, soak in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I, I think, I think my main problem with this whole thing is it feels just rushed. Like I was saying yeah. before, yep. it's like, yep. this should have just been its own episode. Like, yep. you know, develop it more, give these characters something more to do instead of just like, I don't know, six minutes of screen time or whatever it ends up being. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Because yeah, th- this is a super short scene here. This and yeah, this could have been this could have been a bit bigger part of what it, we already know is a bigger story. Especially with like how much bullshit Charlie filler we we get going yeah. into like season two. It's like yeah. you could have explored this yep. much much better. Cut to the jungle. Kate and Sawyer find a piglet. Sawyer is going to use the piglet as bait. He gra- grabs the piglet and starts harassing it. Um, and Kate, that pisses Kate off, and she storms off. She's like, "Don't quit!" Like I was entertaining your bullshit before, but like I'm, mm-hmm. you're being now you're being a massive prick, so I'm fucking off. Yeah. Uh, so Sawyer Sawyer finds uh, the boar, and he's like, "Well, oh, there you are." He again wants to shoot with one hand all the time. Put that, that other I mean, fucking hand. Oh my gun. god! I thought I have the same note. <laughs> Of course I do. Yeah. It's on brand or whatever. But he's like, you know what? The best way to kill this boar would be to shoot from my hip with a handgun. Yep. It's <laughs> going to get it every time. Drop Eventually, him. he kind of pulls it up a little bit and almost aims. So, But at this point, we kind of realize that this boar is actually the guy he killed, right? Yeah. That is right. coming yeah, back like, to haunt yeah. him or whatever, right? Yeah, if we if mm. we piece together the the whispers from earlier, the 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 Locke story about the dog, like this is Frank Duckett. Yeah. Or maybe it's Locke's sister. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think about that? She's like, uh, "Do you know where Locke is?" Hey, do you know where my sweet baby boy is? There's actually several boars over here. Um, there's a boar over here that represents Kate's stepfather. There's uh, a <laughs> What is Charlie's just... brother, uh, Saeed's girlfriend, uh, Hurley's mom. We all have to like... <laughs> no, what if What if that's the wrong boar? What if the boar that Sawyer's been looking for is back at camp smoking all of his cigarettes? <laughs> well, I was going to say he should have just gone back to where the tarp was the first time because that's where he is. Like right, they didn't right. need to track him at all. They could have just gone right back to the same spot. So, right. The thing had been harassing him the whole couple of days, however long this thing... Like, he didn't have to chase it. <laughs> like, right. he could have just hunkered down. It'll and the come thing, to you. Yeah. <laughs> he decides not to kill it. Yeah, um, he decides not to kill it. Uh, puts a gun down. He mm-hmm. decocks it from the hammer. That's a SIG 226. It has a decocker built in. You fucking chump. Um, <laughs> He's only familiar with ro- revolvers. Give him a break. Yeah. Um, f- f- familiar is a strong word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Real scary guns like revolvers. <laughs> uh, and Kate's there, and uh, he decided not to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's go back to camp. I feel like it's anticlimactic. Yeah, there's a real quick cut to the beach here, where um, we see some of the folks building the raft. Uh, Sun and Jin uh, and Walt are out on the beach, just kind of just doing you know yeah, regular shit, hanging beach out, shit. whatever. Um, Claire's watching all this happen, and then and Sir Charlie comes up, and he he's like, "Hey, you got time for that walk? Let's let's do it. I'm gonna stop." sulking about this murder that i committed and um try and deal with it because it's not uh, like i'm going to jail it's so, yeah they go for a walk that's kind of sweet um mm-hmm. and then yeah we cut back to we cut to the jungle jack's doing work again at least yeah more, more firewood um or whatever he's doing i i think i've said this before and you guys have already touched upon firearm discipline and stuff like that but like yeah don't point a weapon at somebody as don't. a joke that's not funny no never <laughs> under no circumstances is that funny Right, and Jack is like, "Are you trying to be funny?" And Sawyer's like, "Yeah." It's like that's not funny. No, that's. <laughs> I guess it oh. shows that Sawyer's still just a big jerk face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, that's that's kind of the 
uh, what ends up being the result of the scene is he comes, he returns the gun. He's like, I give it back. And he's like, I asked you for this two days ago. Well, I'm giving it to you now. Like whatever. Yeah. Um, they have conversation, whatever. Jack says that they, he repeats what his dad said in the bar. That's why the Sox will never win the series. And then it dawns on Sawyer right. that this dude yeah. is, that the dude he met in the bar was probably Jack's father based on all this other stuff. Yeah. yeah he has the opportunity to pass along Christian's message. Like I, you know, I, I actually met your father in Sydney, I, you know, or something like that. Or, or, you know, he didn't even have to be that direct about it. He'd be like, you know, I, maybe I never met your father, but, you know, I, th- I think he, you know, yeah. I think he'd be proud of you or something like that. You, you could put some subterfuge or whatever on it, but um, he just doesn't. He's just like, no. Well. Also, pretty good memory. Like, I, I didn't remember that that's what Christian said, and I wasn't nine shots in. So, like, <laughs> good, good on Sawyer for being able to recall this one throwaway line that he said in a monologue's worth of shit that's why the Sox will never win this series which is ironic because they won it 2004 right right the same year that this aired <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it that's it that's smash cut lost outlaws yay holy shit did we like it was it good Jake what are your thoughts on this episode you know after I watched it last night I was kind of like I don't know if I like that, but talking about it more with you guys, I think there's a couple scenes in it that are really good. You know, I got my quibbles with, you know, some of the stuff that it's in it, but I think the story is actually pretty good. You know, they land the whole flashback thing. Well, you know, the boar being the guy coming back to haunt him is a little goofy or whatever, but like the stuff that he's actually dealing with is really heavy stuff Mm -hmm. that I thought was pretty compelling. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Sure. I liked it. Yeah. JP, what do you think? Just to echo what, what Jake, what you were saying, I feel like the scenes that I liked, I really liked. The scenes that I hated, I fucking hated. But there there was some nuggets of some really good stuff in here. So yeah, I'll I'll give it like a like a yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Adam? Uh yeah. I mean I, we've seen this I, I think before in some other season one episodes. Um there's some spots in here where you cut of you know you cut a scene here you rewrite a scene here there's a very good episode inside of here buried under some shitty shit yeah it's Um, it's a ferrero rocher inside of an avocado pit (laughs) under under all that gross green icky stuff (laughs) it's funny because the the parts that i thought i wasn't gonna like the kate and sawyer of it all was actually the stuff i liked right Right. it ended up being some of the best stuff in the episode yeah i think that's why it stands out to me as like yeah it's actually pretty good because these are two Two characters that traditionally I have really fucking hated, and I got some scenes with them that I really enjoyed. So I got a couple of couple of bits of trivia about this. Oh episode. shit! Um, just pulling these from Lostpedia. This was the first episode of the of what we call in the television industry, uh, which doesn't really. Well, I guess it does kind of still exist on broadcast, but this was the first of what uh, of the back nine. Oh, uh, Lost was initially picked up for thirteen episodes. This was the first episode of the back nine yeah um after they had gotten picked up for their full season or 13 sure. plus 9 22 okay. full of those uh and then the other uh and this is a much better piece of trivia uh ian summerhalder and maggie grace playing Boone and shannon do not appear in this episode it's the first time that either of their characters <laughs> is absent uh, and it's uh not nearly uh early enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah did not miss them yeah you want to do mvps let's do it all right, so this is Lost MVP. So who is your favorite character from the episode, minus your context, minus anything else you know about these characters? Jake, who's your MVP for Outlaws? I'm going to say John Locke. I just love his energy. <laughs> yeah, He comes into that scene and just absolutely <laughs> steals the whole thing that yeah. they've got going on. It's so like how good. far have they walked? Like, why did they, why did they sleep in the jungle? They must be far away, so he must be far away too. And then his whole coffee thing and his story is just, mwah, I love it. It's, it's great. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Yep. Uh, JP, what is uh, who? who is your lost MVP? My MVP is Old Man Parks. You know, I mean, even back when he ran Capper for them down in that gig in Atlanta, now he's working at an off-track parlor in Sydney, and he still keeps in touch. You know what I mean? Like, it's so important to maintain relationships, and he did such a good job on the Atlanta <laughs> job that, like, they're still keeping in touch with him to this day, even though he lives all the way across the this, the ocean. And like, I don't know. I just, I get a good vibe from him. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Adam, MVP. 
<laughs> um, Saeed. Um, oh yeah. I just I I I dug the yeah. way he kind of brought a resolution to the the Charlie the Charlie aspect of this episode. Um, and and his delivery in the beginning, his scene with Sawyer, I loved. I loved his scene yeah. with Sawyer. Um, his Maybe line Andrew's delivery was a lot of fun. Fucking just, kills yeah, it I, every time. I mean, it's 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 easy to go with uh, with Sight because he rarely does something wrong. And yeah, yeah I, I loved him. He was my favorite favorite non main part of this. Uh, this episode um all right so the other half of this bit is lost forever who is your least favorite from this episode who could you have done without who was the thorn in your side jake who's lost forever well i was initially gonna go with the uh the gun broker but he brought me a lot <laughs> that of joy sucks yeah he really sucked but he i really enjoyed watching him but uh no it's jack for sure yeah <laughs> I mean, stay in the <laughs> woods and just gather firewood for the rest of your fucking life, dude. Like, seriously. <laughs> just, it's so annoying. And then give the guns to Saeed. Give them to somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. He'll he'll take good care of them. He won't let people point guns at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They mm-hmm. won't just throw loose bullets everywhere in the jungle. <laughs> Get out of here. Jag off. Um, uh, J.P. Yeah. Who's your loss forever for Elon's? Uh, Christian Shepard, listen, <laughs> you you had been at that bar for a minute drinking when you're like, I've suddenly <laughs> forgotten my wallet. Re- <laughs> fuck you, you <laughs> barfly. Get like you can ask to share a drink with somebody and and be more of an adult about it. Like if you're gonna yes. be an alcoholic, at least be a good one. <laughs> What was his plan? Like, what if Sawyer doesn't walk in there? That Australian right. bartender's beating his ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> Adam, who's your uh, loss forever? Uh, my loss forever for outlaws is going to Ronald Wilson Reagan. Um, <laughs> a month after it was passed, Ronald Reagan repealed the Mental Health Systems Act of 1980. Um, granted, uh, I read up on the uh, the. The thing that led to the passage of this uh, this bill, the President's Commission on Mental Health, which was commissioned by President Carter just before uh, <laughs> Ronald Reagan. And there were plenty of problems with it. But its goal was to bring more attention to not just our institutionalized and chronically mental ill, but mental health in general. Stop and to try and not think about mental illness so much, but mental health, too. Uh, and had this bill not been repealed by reagan who knows what sort of resources could have been available to a young boy like james sawyer ford <laughs> preach to, to, to make him into a whole human instead of the trash fire man that we see on lost and granted, that, we've said this before this doesn't lead to good television but like <laughs> J- james ford was uh, i looked it up on lostpedia the flashbacks took in that place in 1976 four years later there was a passage of the bill the mental health systems act in 1980 he could have been a, a you know in his teen years getting <laughs> dealing with the trauma of seeing his father shoot his mother and then kill himself in his bed and you okay <sighs> fuck you Reagan there's, there's a vein popping out on your head right now I can see it it's fine everything's fine <laughs> burning uh, questions I don't yeah. did you did really you guys have, have a burning question no um, are the boars and the polar bears friends <laughs> <laughs> Now, now we're fucking getting to something here. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, Jake, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. It was fun. This was an absolute riot. Um, <laughs> yes, very, very good. Uh, do you do you have anything you want to plug? Sure. Um, I teach uh, Filipino martial arts here in northeastern Wisconsin in Appleton. Um, mm-hmm. We're part of a system called Anayan System Three. And I do have an Instagram page. It's IS3, number three, Escrima, E-S-K-R-I-M-A underscore Appleton. We like post videos and stuff on there if anyone's interested in that sort of thing. Um, yeah. You can get in contact with me if you're interested in learning about it. Jake is uh, our uh, the Lost on Lost most deadliest guest. Um, and I would not recommend anyone try to take that title from him. So... <laughs> Uh, I'm only deadly with a very, very nice, scary, um, revolver from (laughs) Australia. (laughs) 
we'll, we'll make sure to tag uh, tag the the Eskrima uh, yeah. IG page. Um, uh, when when I was in college, uh, when we were in college, I trained with Jake in an eye in Eskrima. It's a it's a interesting and historical martial art, and yeah, definitely. Even if, you know, uh, even if you're not like planning on training or anything like, it's still a really interesting thing to learn about. Yeah, it's, it's used in a lot of film and television uh, fight yeah. choreography mm-hmm. these days, um, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. Like, yeah. if you've ever seen like the John Wick movies or the Born Identity movies, that sort of thing, a lot of those people that um, do the fight choreography for that are like Filipino martial artists, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, nice, very cool, awesome. JP, yeah, what are we doing next time? <sighs> Power of you, Star and Claire. Uh, come again? <laughs> Paravia, sorry, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Next, fuck. if you're looking to be lost with us, next time we'll be watching Par Avion starring Claire. <laughs> what season is that from? I don't fucking know. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, oh man well thank you for listening to this episode of lost on lost i'm adam i'm jp you have any idea what's going on in the show nope me neither lost on lost is produced and edited by me and jp we wish to acknowledge that we live work and produce our show on occupied land burbank california is located on the traditional tribal lands of the tongva chumash keech and fernandeño tataviam peoples milwaukee wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the peoria potawatomi miyama and ho-chunk peoples and lost was produced in hawaii on the lands of the kanaka maoli visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on you can engage with us on ig facebook and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 